But I think for many, we're so disconnected from our bodies because we're used to just powering through. You know, now we're in front of our computers all day long and there's just sort of this tuning out. So meditation has helped me not only see more clearly sort of beliefs about myself and the role of my thoughts and my emotions and my behavior, but it really has also helped me to cultivate sort of an inner listening to this wisdom of, of my body that helps me know what I need in order to be in a state of balance and in order to be connected to this source of well-being that exists within me. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show, where you'll learn how to get your mind right so that your body will follow. I'm Trudy Stone, certified culinary nutritionist, TV guest expert, and author. After self-hacking my mind and body to lose 30 pounds, I now help busy, overwhelmed women use stress as their superpower so that they can rise above it and become more calm, resilient, and physically fit. Each week, not only will you learn nutrition and stress management habits, you'll also learn about the power of food to enhance your mental and physical well-being and how to overcome your battles with living a healthier lifestyle. The secret to eating healthier, improving your mood, and increasing your energy are not only about what you put in your stomach, it's also about what's going on in your brain. So congratulations on showing up. I promise to support you on your health journey with every single episode. Let's begin. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show. This is culinary nutritionist Trudy Stone, and I'm so grateful that you tuned in today. Can meditation actually help to accelerate your weight loss? Well, we're about to find out. Stephanie Wagner joins us on the Mind Your Body Show this week. Stephanie is a trainer and program specialist at Healthy Minds Innovations. She's a board-certified health and wellness coach with a passion for mindfulness and meditation with extensive years working in professional development. She develops and trains content to help people cultivate habits to achieve greater well-being. She is especially skilled on topics related to workplace well-being. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show, Stephanie. How are you? I'm doing so well. Thank you, Trudy, for having me. I'm delighted to be here. Thanks for being here. So Stephanie, first of all, if someone hasn't heard about you or if this is their first time introducing you, you know, can you just kind of give us a little bit of a background about you and what it is that you do? Sure. Yeah. So um, I wear a couple of hats in the world, in the professional world, at least. So I am a trainer and program specialist for Healthy Minds Innovations. Um, so basically what I do is I create uh, programming and I teach classes to help people develop uh, healthy habits, to help them cultivate mental well-being. And so that's what I do through Healthy Minds Innovations. I'm also a board certified health coach. So I have a master's degree in integrative health and well-being coaching from the University of Minnesota. And I'm also a group fitness instructor. So I like to teach oh. classes like cardio kickboxing and high intensity oh. interval training. So I do kind of a lot of things in the well-being space in the world. Love that. I might have to join that cardio kickboxing class. Oh yeah, it's, <laughs> it's big fun. <laughs> So Stephanie, tell us about your own health journey. Yeah, so my health journey has had a couple of different phases. Um, initially, I came to the practice of meditation because I was dealing with chronic anxiety. I had a very stressful corporate job. I was traveling a lot. And I found myself in this space of sort of having anxiety as like my constant state of being. 
And this anxiety was driving me to do a lot of unhealthy things like overeating, drinking too much, spending too much money. And, you know, like many, I was just looking for ways to be able to cope and to feel better in my life. And so I found the practice of meditation because I kind of heard that meditation was supposed to be good for you. And I thought that it would be able to help me maybe with my anxiety and some of my other behaviors that weren't serving me. And so I just checked out a couple of different meditation centers and really found the practice of meditation to be extremely beneficial to sort of my emotional and my mental well-being. And so I practiced for several years. And I, um, over that period of time, I had been, uh, traveling for a living and I gained a bunch of weight. I, I gained like 80 pounds. And there was a time sort of in that, um, journey where I realized that I was doing so much for my mental well-being and my emotional well-being that wasn't really translating to my physical body. And so I decided that I, I wanted to do something different. Like I was, I was going to be 40 and I'd seen my dad go through a bunch of things with his own health. And I was just like, do I want to age like a healthy person or do Mm. I want to age like a sick one? And I made the commitment to myself that I wanted to age like a healthy person. And so I basically began this process of integrating my meditation practice into my daily life, listening to my body as it related to like physical exercise and eating. And gradually over the course of probably like, I want to say nine months, I ended up losing 80 pounds. So my, my path has kind of had both the physical aspect, but also the emotional aspect as well. Oh, Stephanie, that is incredible. Good for you. That is not easy to do. I lost 30. I can't imagine losing, you know, twice as much more than twice as much. That's incredible. Good for you. Yeah, thanks. And I and I feel proud of myself because now it's been many years and I've kept the weight off and I've implemented habits that have really served me in terms of the way that I eat and the way that I exercise and sort of the way that I listen to my body. And I've just been really, really happy with sort of feeling like I'm living more fully in alignment with the person that I want to be and what's important to me. Mm, And that is so important as well. So let's talk about meditation, Stephanie. How has meditation played a role in that journey and in your life? Yeah, so meditation has been... I think really the most important part of my well-being and it's it's like even really hard to talk about just because it's been so profound but you know basically what meditation has allowed me to do is it has allowed to get me to know myself so much more deeply meditation has allowed me to see my habits of thinking my beliefs about myself and how limiting these beliefs can be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's helped me to do things like listen to my body and listen to the cues that my body is sending me. For example, when, you know, it relates to food, being able to tune into when is it enough food? When mm-hmm. is it too much food? When do I need to eat? When do I need to move? You know, just really like our body just has incredible wisdom. But I think for many, we're so disconnected from our bodies because we're used to just powering through, you know, now we're in front of our computers all day long, and there's just sort of this tuning out. So meditation has helped me 
not only see more clearly sort of beliefs about myself and the role of my thoughts and my emotions and my behavior, but it really has also helped me to cultivate sort of an inner listening to this wisdom of, of my body that helps me know what I need in order to be in a state of balance and in order to be connected to this source of well-being that exists within me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that, Stephanie. And you know, something I, I always counsel my clients is that, especially the ones that turn to food to manage stress, is that it always starts with a thought, right? So it's the thought that leads to that feeling that leads to that action that you take. And I think meditation can be so beneficial in helping us to connect those pieces and to really like just kind of silence things to understand exactly what it is that your body is really hungry for. Because sometimes it's not food. Sometimes it's something else that you're actually hungry for. But I always say, you know, it's important to tune out so that you can tune in. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, by by cultivating like a regular meditation practice, you're sort of allowing yourself to sort of not be in tune necessarily with all the distractions and just being with your inner experience. And when you get in tune with your inner experience, you can just see the the thoughts that are going through your mind. And like you said, those inner impulses so that rather than being so like kind of caught up in the impulses, believing the impulse to be true, kind of following that habitual impulse to like do a certain thing, whether it's eating a sweet treat to like calm your anxiety or whatever it may be, we can then actually begin to see those impulses more clearly and make conscious decisions of how we want to respond. It's almost like there's some inner space in our experience. And so with this intentional responding, we can we can connect with our values. We can respond in a way that is more meaningful, that's aligned with what's important to us. So mm-hmm. those those unhealthy habits can be disrupted through self-awareness. Mm hmm. You know, and stress is always going to be there. It's never really going to go away. But you know, we really do need to try to find and understand ways that we can, you know, react to it so that we can actually rise above it so that it no longer has this immense sense of control over us. And you know, one thing that's been really helpful for me is is meditation as well. But I really like doing the body scan meditation. So I really find that that helps you to really understand like where those you know, those, those, I guess those points of tension are in your body, like whether it's your stomach or your chest or where it is that you're actually holding that. So how can others get into meditation and using it to train their mind? Yeah, well, I mean, I think that there are a lot of different ways to um, learn meditation, lots of different resources. I happen to work for a nonprofit that has a free meditation app um, that's freely offered due to the generosity of our donors. It's called the Healthy Minds Program, and that can be downloaded in any app store. And basically, what what resources like our app offer is a sort of guidance into learning how to do the practice. So I think, you know, there are books out there and the books are great, but on some level books are a little limiting because you're, you know, relying on sort of your your intellectual understanding. And so when you receive guidance from a teacher, whether it's through an app or a live class, you know, you get you get more of that kind of experience of what it's like to meditate and you also have the opportunity to ask questions And I think having somewhere to go with your questions can be really useful, whether it's, you know, attending a a class through a, you know, community ed or attending a class like I'm teaching a class at Healthy Minds Innovations in January about cultivating a meditation habit called Jumpstart Meditation Challenge. So whatever, whatever resource you're going to, just making sure that there's an opportunity for you to like clarify your understanding and deepen your experience of sort of what it means to actually train your mind in this way. 
Yes, definitely. And I think for people who are just, you know, getting started or just not even really sure where to start, I think guided meditations are a really excellent place to start. Because I also think that people have some sort of fear and anxiety about actually sitting in silence and okay, now I'm sitting here, like, now what do I do? Or you're sitting there, you're trying to be silent, you're trying to tune out your thoughts, but you're thinking, oh my God, did I lock the door? Oh my God, did I make my kids lunch? Oh my goodness, that I think you have like this constant, you know, constant running like commentary through your mind. But I think a guided meditation can really just help you to just kind of release all of that and just really just, you know, focus on the present moment. Yeah. You know, and I think people also come to meditation with like a lot of beliefs about what the experience is supposed to be like. Yeah. And oftentimes people feel like they can't meditate because they can't sit still or they're trying so much to get rid of thoughts. And so very much the style of meditation that we teach at Healthy Minds Innovations is a style in which thoughts are completely normal. It's just how we relate to them. So we mm-hmm. sort of learn strategies of relating to our thoughts differently. And then... um We also in the app actually have something that's called an active meditation, which I absolutely love. So for those people that feel like they can't sit still and it's a struggle, those active people, we have these meditations that can be done while you're doing some sort of light repetitive activity, whether you're going for a walk or going Mm -hmm. for a run. You could even do it while you're lifting weights or house cleaning. Whatever it is, these meditations can be done while you're moving. And I think it's a really nice option for those people that have difficulty sitting still. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for mentioning that, Stephanie. I'll definitely make sure I put a link in the show notes to the app so you guys can download that. Um, But you mentioned the Jumpstart Challenge in January. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, you know, I'm super, super, I'm, I'm kind of like a habit geek. And I and I saw too, that you're really into habits, yes, too. So I yes, love that we have a lot. There. Yeah, <laughs> we have a lot in common here. And so, you know, moving into the new year, people have a lot of aspirations about what they want to do for their well being. And you know, people have a really hard time following through. You know, I told you that I work at a a gym and what I often saw prior to the pandemic is we would see this like flood of people coming to the gym, you know, the first couple of weeks in January. And then there's just that incredible fall off. And so the Jumpstart Meditation Challenge is a four week class that is designed to help people to ignite a meditation habit by helping them to learn strategies to both establish a habit, to troubleshoot habits, to deal with, you know, how can we change our habits when our circumstances and our lives change. And so we're going to be covering a lot about habit formation, but we're also going to be talking about the foundations of meditation. So for those people that have been like trying to establish a meditation habit and maybe haven't been successful, or they have been meditation curious, this is a really good option for them. Because what we do is we spend some time talking about the foundations of meditation, and really how to train the mind and these skills associated with well being. We at Healthy Minds Innovations have a unique scientific framework of well being that contains a set of skills that are both backed by science, but they're also um, beneficial to well being. And so the pillars in this well being framework are awareness, connection, insight and purpose. And so we spend uh, basically a class focused on each of the pillars, but then embedded within that is the the habit formation strategies to help people be successful. And then we've got some other things that are kind of within the challenge to help 
support people in the development of the habits. So we use the app. We give people the opportunity to opt in to receive custom text reminders. We give people the opportunity to partner with someone that's like an accountability buddy within the class that's at like a similar level of meditation experience as you are. And so like all of these things kind of as a holistic package are intended to help you break through that place where we get where we oftentimes fall off in the in the establishment of of our habits. Oh, that's amazing. I'll make sure I put a link in the show notes for that as well. So people can check out that challenge. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, of course. So Stephanie, at the time of this recording, we are in the thick of the holiday season. So how can we remain calm in the constant stressors all around us like the pandemic? family arguments and tensions there, financial woes, and just having so much to do in so little time? Yeah, you know, that is such a good question. I think it really, it really varies a little bit from person to person. I think, you know, of course, I'm a big advocate of meditation, as it sounds like you are too. Mm -hmm. And so to be able to do to maintain commitment to those self-care things that we know help us be the best versions of ourselves. So whether that's meditation, whether that's exercise, whether that's, you know, calling a friend, like not letting all the busyness of the holiday season get in the way of doing those things that we know are good for, are good for us. And so like I've been deeply committed in my own practice to waking up and meditating every morning and then going right into my workout. And even though I've got a lot going on with the holidays, by, by doing those things, I know that I'm so much um, more patient. I'm more generous. I'm more kind. I'm just like a better version of myself when I do do those self-care things. And I think also to notice when um, we're overwhelmed and to be able to do things that help us deal with the overwhelm. So for me, what I'm finding is that I'm in the midst of doing a lot of content creation in front of my computer. And so it feels like my foot is on the gas pedal all day long. And so at the end of the day, I feel like my energy is way up here And I need to like ground myself. I need to like come back into my body. So for me, ways that I do that are I'll do a short period of meditation, but sometimes I'll just run a bath and I'll do like a body scan while I'm in the bath or I'll do a body scan while I'm under a weighted blanket. And so I know that these are the things that work for me, but not just allowing like the narrative of like the busyness be the thing that you're listening to, but being like, okay, I know that I'm busy, but I also know that things can be different by me making intentional decisions of doing things that are aligned with my values that are that are um, honoring sort of what my body and mind need in any moment. So it may be taking time for yourself, it may be calling a friend, it may be meditating, whatever it is, but like, don't let those things go in the midst of the holidays. I think this is the time where we really need to like stay the course and be super committed. And one way that we can do this is we can just touch into like the underlying motivation. Like what is the greater why behind why I want to do these things like meditate or exercise or eat healthy and like stay the course according to that meditation. And so I, or according to that motivation. 
Mm, I love that. And, you know, I think with the holidays too, with us kind of, you know, starting to reconnect again and getting together with families over the holidays, you know, the other added stressor of that is, you know, sometimes there's strained relationships at family gatherings. Let's just, you know, call it what it is. But then there's also the other stressors of, you know, trying to understand where people's comfort levels are at in terms of being like around each other. Right. So that's also something I'm seeing and I'm hearing from people as well. Like, I don't, you know, they don't really know like, Hey, should I hug you? Was it okay to hug you? Like how close can I be? Like everybody kind of has their own different comfort levels. So that also creates, you know, kind of a little bit of another layer of anxiety as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, something that I've been coaching my own clients on, and I was in fact just having a a conversation with my sister about this the other day, is just being, first of all, clear about what your own boundaries are, but then also not apologizing for opening up the conversation with whoever you're going to be around, around what those boundaries are, so that you can come to some kind of like mutual agreement about how you're going to hold the family gathering or how you're going, whatever it is that you're going into, like not not feeling shame, not feeling bad, just being clear around what's important to you and, and having that conversation. So for example, we were, my husband and I were invited to a holiday gathering that we historically have always gone to. And we, at, and it's a very large gathering. And I asked the question, I said, do you know if everyone at, at this gathering is vaccinated? And, and I'm, I'm gonna, just going to say I'm pro-vaccination. I think that it's very much the compassionate thing to do for other mm-hmm. people, especially those that are um, struggling with their health and, you know, immune compromised and all the things. So um, I found out from this family member that not everybody is vaccinated. And I just said, you know, unless there's some kind of structure in place where we're being rapid tested the day of or there's some commitment for everybody to be vaccinated, I, I'm not comfortable going to this gathering. Gathering. And so it's kind of like having those difficult conversations. But for me, it's very much rooted in compassion. Like, I don't want to cause any suffering. I mean, my dad's in this like long term healthcare situation, and I don't want to compromise his health by me going and being around unvaccinated people. So it really is like the kind and compassionate thing to do to just be responsible and clear and having those conversations that might feel a little sticky and a little challenging and just having them anyway. Yeah, you know, and you make such a good point there, Stephanie. And you know, I am vaccinated as well. And one of the reasons why one of the main reasons really why I want to get vaccinated is my mom, my mom is in her 80s, right? So I just didn't feel comfortable being around her not being vaccinated. And I wanted her to feel comfortable as well. And I think you're right. Like it, you know, what will remove a lot of anxiety and stress from those situations is having those upfront conversations rather than waiting until you're in the moment. You're like, oh, wait a minute. Like, I wonder, is this person next to me vaccinated? Like that person just touched the pretzels. Should I like put my hand in the same? Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's better to have those difficult conversations upfront and just kind of get them out of the way and just, you know, really making sure that you're conveying what your boundaries are as well. It's super important. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I know, you know, and for people who feel like a little conflict adverse, you know, it can feel a little sticky. But this is again, where self awareness comes into play, you can tune in and notice, ooh, why do I feel uncomfortable? You can notice those sensations in your body. You can notice the beliefs that you have about like how this conversation is going to go. And then you can just maintain a, a connection to your inner motivation, the greater why behind wanting to have the conversation in the first place and sort of having this transparent agreement and, and just enter into it anyway. And don't believe the discomfort and the, and the narrative about how it's going to go. Don't believe that to be the source mm-hmm. of truth. Cause you just, you absolutely don't know. 
how yeah, it's going to go. Fortune telling, right? Yeah, yeah. We do it all the time, we right? We do. We do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I see it a lot with my weight loss clients too. It's like, Hey, I, you know, I tried to lose weight before and it didn't work out. So it's not going to work out again for me this time. It's like, yeah. how do you know that you're fortune telling? You can't predict the future. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah so meditation of- can help with that, right? It can. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it really is. I mean, meditation is just the key to so many things, you know, cultivating healthier relationships, reducing uh, bias, being able to regulate our thoughts and our emotions and our attention. There's just like, like a lot that meditation can be helpful for. The holidays are that time of year where we tend to be more naughty than nice when it comes to our diet. Wondering if it's possible to indulge in holiday treats and still maintain your weight and health? You're in for a treat with my free holiday blends ebook. This free ebook contains five delicious holiday dessert inspired smoothie recipes. Trick your taste buds, manage stress, and those sugar cravings with these holiday comforts in a glass. Starting each day with a smoothie is a great way to control your calorie intake and help you to manage your weight over the holidays. You can grab the free guide over at trudyestone.com forward slash holiday smoothies or by clicking on the link in the show notes. Yeah. And you know, Stephanie, as much as I enjoy meditating, like before I go to bed, because I am a thinker. So when I put my head on the pillow at night, I'm not one of those people who falls asleep instantly, like my husband who falls asleep in like a second and a half. I usually have like the thoughts going through my mind. So I do find that meditation really does help to kind of quiet those thoughts. And I have a much better quality of sleep on those nights that I do meditate. But I also really like meditating in the morning. And the reason why is because and I'm sure you can tell us the science behind this. But for me personally, I find when I meditate in the morning, it's a great way for me to set my intention for that day. And what I'm hoping to get out of that day, how I want to feel that day, right? And there's something, something to be said for that, because as we go through the day, like the whole entire day is just always taking from us. You know, we have the work demands, we have demands with our kids, our spouses, maybe aging parents. So throughout the day, you know, things are just being taken from us and our energy is being drained. And I feel like meditation is the perfect way to give to yourself right at the start of the day and just make sure you're carving out and, and cultivating that time and that space for yourself. Yeah, that's been really true for me as well. You know, I think um, right now the science really isn't definitive about um, the best time of day to meditate. It really is the best time of the day to meditate is whenever you're the most likely to do it. And I think for some people, they will prefer to do it after work. And there are some people who, like myself, if I don't do it in the morning, I just won't do it because my day gets away from me and I've got a million things going on. And so unless I'm sort of employing meditation as a strategy to kind of get in my body and, you know, kind of ground myself, I it, it really won't happen. So I do very much appreciate, though, what you're saying, which has been a very powerful part of my own practice, that intention setting at the very beginning of the day and and being able to connect with our values. What, what's important to me? How do I want to, how do I want to bring that forth is the way that I'm engaging in my daily activities and being able to set those intentions. Like if you are working towards a goal that's related to something, you know, whether it's food or your exercise, you can, you can really kind of set your, your sights and set your intention more clearly on connecting with that at the beginning of the day. And I, I, I've also found that just a really powerful a powerful way of really giving life meaning. I think, you know, during the pandemic, you know, 
we've heard this term languishing, right? So there's mm-hmm. this languishing that's happening. People are sort of feeling dull, like their lives are lacking meaning. And so to be able to connect with purpose and meaning at the beginning of the day can be a, a really great way to stay motivated and inspired, even in the midst of the very mundane activities that we oftentimes find ourselves in, in our daily lives. Yeah, I love that. So Stephanie, you know, you talked about your health journey and you know, you lost 80 pounds and meditation was a huge role in helping you to do that. So if you could turn back the time and talk to your, I think it was your 39 year old self, right? Before you were just on that cusp of 40, before you lost weight, you know, what would you tell yourself? Yeah, I think that I would tell myself that I am already good. I think, um, I spent so much of my younger years feeling like I wasn't good enough. And I did a lot of things that, um, you know, like buying all the things to look a certain way or, you know, trying, trying to achieve all the things because I wasn't feeling like I was enough. And what meditation has taught me is that I'm already enough. I'm already good. I already have the seeds of well-being within me. I just need to connect with these seeds of well-being. And I nurture those seeds of well-being through my meditation practice. So I think if I could talk to my younger self, and this would be my younger self, like just pre-39, I think my whole life, (laughs) I basically have spent a lot of time feeling like I'm not good enough and have, have gone to a lot of efforts to try and feel like enough. And I'm already enough. I was born enough. I'm born being awesome just because I'm me, just like you're born being awesome just because you're you. Oh, I love that answer, Stephanie. That is so great. And you know, yes, as women, we always feel like we're not enough. We always feel like we could be doing more. We always feel like we could be doing better. You know, we're so quick to show compassion to other people and not really turning that inwards and showing that towards ourselves. So thank you so much, you know, for sharing that and for being transparent. And that might actually be a really good mantra as you meditate. I am enough. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's just one of like the, the fundamental views of meditation is that, you know, we are already whole and complete. We already have well-being. We just need to connect with the source, which are these qualities like awareness, like compassion, like love, like wisdom. Like we already have all of these things. We just live out of connection with those parts of ourselves. And so through meditation, we're kind of learning how to see these parts of ourselves, to remain connected to them so that we can experience well-being as a baseline in spite of the ups and downs that we're going through in our lives. Because you know what? We're going to go through tough times. There are going to be great times. But to be able to find that source of balance and equanimity and well-being that exists within us in spite of those external circumstances is really powerful. Yeah. And, and I like that you said using meditation as a baseline. Yeah. I I love that. That is so true because it just reminded me that, you know, a practice that I've gotten into, especially during the pandemic, like when I feel like stressed or if I feel anxious, it's just stopping myself in the moment and just finding my breath. Just yeah. something as simple as that. Even if I'm just standing in front of the sink, putting my coffee mug in the sink, right? And I'm thinking, oh my God, I got to do this on my to-do list. I got to do this. It's like, okay, just stop, Trudy. Take a couple of deep breaths, okay? And then ask yourself, what is it that I'm feeling right now in this moment? Yeah. 
right? Start asking ourselves some of these questions to, you know, bring some of these things to the surface to help us kind of work through them. But I think just even just something as simple as just stopping where you are and just taking just a few deep breaths, you're going to find just even in that moment, you're going to feel those benefits. Absolutely. And I love what you're pointing to, which is more of that those those short moments of practice that we can do in the midst of our daily lives. And so one really easy way is to just identify something that you do regularly throughout the day and set the intention at the beginning of the day. I'm going to do three deep breaths with mindfulness each time I log into a Zoom meeting or each time I get into my phone. And so that you have those moments of practicing throughout the day and you do that with some intention. And the more regularly you do that, then you're going to have those spontaneous moments of like being kind of mindful and present and aware throughout your day, even without the intention. So those short moments of practice throughout the day can make a big difference. And, you know, you can even set the attention that, um, okay, today, when I feel overwhelmed, I'm going to breathe. And then those moments where you're kind of tuning in, like you're saying, you're just like, okay, now breathe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. That's so great. And I really like that the app has those meditations, almost like the moving meditations. Like you said, yeah. I can do it if I'm doing the laundry or washing the dishes or, you know, whatever it might be. So I'm definitely going to be checking those ones out myself. Yeah, <laughs> great. Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're really wonderful. And for me as an active person, it's, it's been, it's been helpful too, because I think that, you know, what, what can happen in meditation practices, if we do the same technique all the time, it can become very flat and dull. And Mm -hmm. we want some freshness in our practice because freshness helps us to stay inspired. And freshness might mean that we try different techniques. So there's like a year long path of different types of meditation practices that we have in the Healthy Minds program app, You, you could really spend a whole year in the app. But then also doing things like what I was doing this summer is just like getting outside. I don't want to sit on my meditation cushion inside when it's like a beautiful, gorgeous day, I want to go outside side nature. Mm -hmm. So I just like put my phone away. And I would just practice mindful walking. And I do like a little three mile meditation walk every day. And it was just a way of like, keeping my practice fresh and inspired. And so being able to practice different techniques, but also practicing in different ways, whether it's active practices or in your daily life can go a long way to help us feel inspired and motivated. Oh, I love that. So do you have a like a favorite type of meditation, Stephanie, that you like to do? Oh, that's a good question. (laughs) Wow. Hmm. I think probably my favorite, I have like two favorite practices. So one is a practice that um, many people are not familiar with, and it's a practice called open awareness. And so open awareness is where we completely drop the effort. We don't pay attention to anything in particular. We just let go of all the doing and we just simply be. So there's this sort of this experience of being present. So you're knowing you're connected to awareness, but you're not focused on anything in particular. You're not following your breath. You're not following the sound. You're just allowing the mind to rest. Like imagine what it's like at the end of like a really busy work day, or if you've done a really good workout, and you lean back in your chair, and there's just this feeling of like dropping, it's just like, that's it, that's open awareness. And then thoughts may come, thoughts may go, you let them come, you let them go. And it's just a really amazing practice to just let go of all the striving, and let go of all the effort. So that's one practice. And that's a practice that's taught in the app. 
And then another practice that you talked about, I also just really love the body scan. I think the body scan is very grounding. I think it gives us a lot of information around what's going on with us. It helps us become more familiar with our emotions. It helps us become more familiar with signals about what our body needs. It's also can be quite relaxing. I'm an insomniac, so oftentimes like I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I'll just do a body scan and that really helps to ground and settle me. So I would say open awareness and a body scan are probably my two favorites. Ooh, I think open awareness might be a new favorite for me too. Yeah. What about you? What's your favorite? Body scan. Yeah. 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 That's my favorite one. I also do another one where, and I don't know the technical name for it, but it's like when you inhale to like a count of like, you know, seven, and then you like hold it for four and then you exhale to a count of seven. I like that as well. I find that really, I think it's supposed to help to reset your parasympathetic nervous system if I'm correct. Right. Four, seven, eight breathing. Yeah. Yes. That's it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Helps to engage the parasympathetic nervous yeah. system and cord- sort of, yeah, the vagus nerve. Yeah. But I, I do really like the open awareness one because I actually find myself just, I didn't even know that's what it was called, but I find myself doing that sometimes. Like if I'm on back-to-back Zoom, like sometimes I might just, after I get off one Zoom, before I move on to the next thing, like I'm tempted to just move on to the next thing or the next call or whatever it is. But sometimes I'll just sit in my chair. I'll just lay back. I'll look out the window and I'll just take like a few seconds. Yeah, You know, even just something as simple as that, it doesn't have to be lying down on a mat with your hands yeah. open. And you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be, you know, that deep. It can be something just as simple as open awareness. So that, yeah, thanks for sharing that. It's so good. I, I really love it. Yeah. Awesome. The holidays are that time of year where we tend to be more naughty than nice when it comes to our diet. Wondering if it's possible to indulge in holiday treats and still maintain your weight and health? You're in for a treat with my free holiday blends ebook. This free ebook contains five delicious holiday dessert inspired smoothie recipes. Trick your taste buds, manage stress, and those sugar cravings with these holiday comforts in a glass. Starting each day with a smoothie is a great way to control your calorie intake and help you to manage your weight over the holidays. You can grab the free guide over at trudyestone.com forward slash holiday smoothies or by clicking on the link in the show notes. So as we start to wind down, Stephanie, I have a question that I ask all of my guests. I think I might know the answer to it, but (laughs) what is your favorite way to take care of your mind and your body? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, I'm certainly the favorite way to take care of my mind is through meditation. I have a a pretty robust meditation practice, but it definitely has gone through times in my life where, you know, in the midst of a lot going on, I may only have, you know, 10 minutes, 20 minutes. Um, so on, on my best days, it's a lot longer than that. But on my worst days, you know, just maintaining that consistent practice really goes a long way. I think for my body, you know, I would say two things. Um, first is I really find power in exercise and uh, I've really gotten into weightlifting as I'm, I just turned 50. And so really the power of weightlifting on um, preventing osteoporosis, improving bone density, 
um, improving metabolism as, you know, we kind of move into menopause. There's just like a lot of, like a lot of benefits to weightlifting. The other mm. thing that I would say is getting into nature. Um, yeah. Of course, in Minneapolis today, it's like three degrees. So I'm not so inspired to get into nature today, <laughs> but to get out and walk in nature is a really good way to just get rid, get, get away from all of the devices and really be in my body and do it around the beauty of nature is, is really meaningful. So I would say those are a couple of things. Yeah. And you know, Stephanie, I loved what you said about exercise. And when I think back to the story you shared earlier at the beginning of the podcast, you talked about, you know, your father and, you know, seeing what your father went through. And, you know, with me personally, I started getting back into working out again in August of this year. And I had gone like months without working out. And the reason why I decided to get back into working out was not because I really wanted to lose weight. It was more about the way that I felt. And I also started to think about, okay, well, Trudy, you're sitting at home more often. You're sitting more at your desk. You're on these back-to-back Zoom calls. You're not, you know, running around to different meetings like you were before. You're sitting more often. Your body's not moving as much. How is that going to affect you as you age? Yeah. Your bones, your muscles, all of these different things. So I started to think about that and I was like, I need to start working out again. Like if I want to have like a good quality of life as I age, it starts now. Yeah, I I love so much of what you're saying. And that very much is aligned with uh, when I was losing weight. My intention was never to was never to lose weight. It was actually to get curious around my energy and to explore different things that I could do related to eating and portion size and physical activity. And just to get curious, like, what is it like to get on the the treadmill every day and go for a walk? Like, how does that impact my sleep? How does that impact my energy level? So again, this is where self-awareness plays a role. So I do the thing. And then I kind of look, oh, how am I feeling? Well, what I noticed is I, I actually felt a lot better, like my mood was better. I felt more energized. I didn't have that like slump in the middle of the day like I was normally having. And then the natural consequence of that curiosity and those those lifestyle changes was that the weight started coming off about, you know, I'd say I was losing about a pound and a half a week. But it was never with this striving attitude of, I need to achieve this goal. And what I find with my own clients, and maybe you find this with yours too, it's like, of course, you want to have like an intention of what you're trying to do, but people so much gauge their success on the scale. And mm-hmm. the scale is the scale is kind of like a byproduct. The success should be based on what are the things, what are the behaviors, what are the habits, what are the things that you're doing? Like, have you done those things? That's, that's, that's the success barometer that we should be aligned to. And when we do those things, then the the results will naturally follow. Yes. I'm a huge fan about those non-scale victories. Yes. The scale. Yeah. Oh, the scale can just bring so much shame. Yes. And it's fickle and it's like, often misinformed about like what's going on with our body like let's let's like use curiosity let's use self-awareness let's use the wisdom of the body and just see how we feel to actually do something different yes a hundred percent 
Oh, Stephanie, I could talk to you all day. Yeah, <laughs> but I know great. you don't got all day with me. <laughs> oh, it's been such a delight. This has been amazing, Stephanie. I want to thank you so much for stopping by the Mind Your Body show, sharing your journey with us, sharing your expertise with us. I'll make sure that I link up all of your contact information below. I'll also make sure that I link up to the Jumpstart Challenge that you have starting in January. That's going to be yeah. amazing. So yes. we'll make sure that you guys look out for that. Um, And Stephanie, thank you so much again for being on the show. Yeah, thank you so much, Trudy. It's been a delight to talk to you today. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Mind Your Body Show. I hope that you learned something new to help you transform your life and your body. For more after the show, make sure to head over to TrudyEStone.com. That's where you'll find all of the show notes. Also make sure to head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a rating to let us know what you thought about the episode. And remember, get your mind right and your body will follow. Thanks for tuning in.